Question 107 of Summa Theologica Secunda Secundae, Treatise on the Cardinal Virtues, The Virtue of Justice. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Summa Theologica Secunda Secundae, Treatise on the Cardinal Virtues, The Virtue of Justice by St. Thomas Aquinas, translated by the Fathers of the English Dominican Province. Question 107 of Ingratitude in Four Articles We must now consider ingratitude, under which head there are four points of inquiry. First, whether ingratitude is always a sin. Second, whether ingratitude is a special sin. Third, whether every act of ingratitude is a mortal sin. Fourth, whether favors should be withdrawn from the ungrateful. First article, whether ingratitude is always a sin. Objection 1. It seems that ingratitude is not always a sin. For Seneca says in On Benefits 3 that he who does not repay a favor is ungrateful. But sometimes it is impossible to repay a favor without sinning, for instance, if one man has helped another to commit a sin. Therefore, since it is not a sin to refrain from sinning, it seems that ingratitude is not always a sin. Objection to further. Every sin is in the power of the person who commits it. Because, according to Augustine in On the Free Will, too, no man sins in what he cannot avoid. Now sometimes it is not in the power of the sinner to avoid ingratitude, for instance, when he has not the means of repaying. Again, forgetfulness is not in our power, and yet Seneca says, again in On Benefits 3, that to forget a kindness is the height of ingratitude. Therefore, ingratitude is not always a sin. Objection 3 further. There would seem to be no repayment in being unwilling to owe anything, according to the Apostle in Romans 13.8. Owe no man anything. Yet, an unwilling debtor is ungrateful as Seneca declares in On Benefits 4. Therefore, ingratitude is not always a sin. On the contrary, ingratitude is reckoned among other sins in Second Timothy 3.2 where it is written, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, wicked, etc. I answer that, as stated above in question 106, article 4, first reply, as well as in article 6, a debt of gratitude is a moral debt required by virtue. Now a thing is a sin from the fact of its being contrary to virtue. Wherefore, it is evident that every ingratitude is a sin. Reply to objection 1. Gratitude regards a favor received, and he that helps another to commit a sin does him not a favor, 
but an injury, and so no thanks are due to him, except perhaps on account of his goodwill supposing him to have been deceived and to have thought to help him in doing good, whereas he helped him to sin. In such a case, the repayment due to him is not that he should be helped to commit a sin, because this would be repaying not good but evil, and this is contrary to gratitude. Reply to Objection 2. No man is excused from ingratitude through inability to repay, for the very reason that the mere will suffices for the repayment of the debt of gratitude, as stated above in question 106, article 6, first reply. Forgetfulness of a favor received amounts to ingratitude, not indeed the forgetfulness that arises from a natural defect that is not subject to the will, but that which arises from negligence. For as Seneca observes in On Benefits 3, when forgetfulness of favors lays hold of a man, he has apparently given little thought to their repayment. Reply to Objection 3. The debt of gratitude flows from the debt of love, and from the latter no man should wish to be free. Hence, that any one should owe this debt unwillingly seems to arise from lack of love for his benefactor. Second Article Whether Ingratitude is a Special Sin Objection 1. It seems that ingratitude is not a special sin, for whoever sins acts against God, his sovereign benefactor. But this pertains to ingratitude. Therefore, ingratitude is not a special sin. Objection to further. No special sin is contained under different kinds of sin. But one can be ungrateful by committing different kinds of sin, for instance by calumny, theft, or something similar committed against a benefactor. Therefore, ingratitude is not a special sin. Objection 3 further. Seneca writes in On Benefits 3, It is ungrateful to take no notice of a kindness. It is ungrateful not to repay one. But it is the height of ingratitude to forget it. Now these do not seem to belong to the same species of sin. Therefore, ingratitude is not a special sin. On the contrary, ingratitude is opposed to gratitude or thankfulness, which is a special virtue. Therefore, it is a special sin. I answer that, every vice is denominated from a deficiency of virtue because deficiency is more opposed to virtue. Thus, illiberality is more opposed to liberality than prodigality is. Now a vice may be opposed to the virtue of gratitude by way of excess, for instance, if one were to show gratitude for things for which gratitude is not due, or sooner than it is due, as stated above in question 106, article 4. But still more opposed to gratitude is the vice denoting deficiency of gratitude, because the virtue of gratitude, as stated above in question 106, article 6, inclines to return something more. Wherefore, ingratitude is properly denominated 
from being a deficiency of gratitude. Now every deficiency or privation takes its species from the opposite habit, for blindness and deafness differ according to the difference of sight and hearing. Therefore, just as gratitude or thankfulness is one special virtue, so also is ingratitude one special sin. It has, however, various degrees corresponding in their order to the things required for gratitude. The first of these is to recognize the favor received. The second, to express one's appreciation and thanks. And the third, to repay the favor at a suitable place and time according to one's means. And since what is last in the order of generation is first in the order of destruction, it follows that the first degree of ingratitude is when a man fails to repay a favor, the second when he declines to notice or indicate that he has received a favor, while the third and supreme degree is when a man fails to recognize the reception of a favor, whether by forgetting it or in any other way. Moreover, since opposite affirmation includes negation, it follows that it belongs to the first degree of ingratitude to return evil for good, to the second to find faults with a favor received, and to the third to esteem kindness as though it were unkindness. Reply to Objection 1 In every sin there is material ingratitude to God, inasmuch as a man does something that may pertain to ingratitude. But formal ingratitude is when a favor is actually contemned, and this is a special sin. Reply to Objection 2 Nothing hinders the formal aspect of some special sin from being found materially in several kinds of sin, and in this way the aspect of ingratitude is to be found in many kinds of sin. Reply to Objection 3 These three are not different species, but different degrees of one special sin. Third Article whether ingratitude is always a mortal sin. Objection 1. It seems that ingratitude is always a mortal sin. For one ought to be grateful to God above all. But one is not ungrateful to God by committing a venial sin, else every man would be guilty of ingratitude. Therefore, no ingratitude is a venial sin. Objection 2. Further. A sin is mortal through being contrary to charity, as stated above in question 24, article 12. But ingratitude is contrary to charity, since the debt of gratitude proceeds from that virtue as stated above in question 106, article 1, third reply, and in article 6, second reply. Therefore, ingratitude is always a mortal sin. Objection 3 further. Seneca says in On Benefits 2, Between the giver and the receiver of a favor, there is this law, that the former should forthwith forget having given, and the latter should never forget having received. Now seemingly, the reason why the giver should forget 
is that he may be unaware of the sin of the recipient, should the latter prove ungrateful, and there would be no necessity for that if ingratitude were a slight sin. Therefore, ingratitude is always a mortal sin. On the contrary, no one should be put in the way of committing a mortal sin. Yet, according to Seneca, in On Benefits too, sometimes it is necessary to deceive the person who receives assistance in order that he may receive without knowing from whom he has received. But this would seem to put the recipient in the way of ingratitude. Therefore, ingratitude is not always a mortal sin. I answer that, as appears from what we have said above in Article 2, a man may be ungrateful in two ways. First, by mere omission, for instance by failing to recognize the favor received, or to express his appreciation of it, or to pay something in return, and this is not always a mortal sin, because, as stated above in question 106, Article 6, the debt of gratitude requires a man to make a liberal return, which, however, he is not bound to do, wherefore, if he fail to do so, he does not sin mortally. It is nevertheless a venial sin, because it arises either from some kind of negligence, or from some disinclination to virtue in him. And yet, ingratitude of this kind may happen to be a mortal sin, by reason either of inward contempt, or of the kind of thing withheld, this being needful to the benefactor, either simply, or in some case, of necessity. Secondly, a man may be ungrateful, because he not only omits to pay the debt of gratitude, but does the contrary. This again is sometimes a mortal, and sometimes a venial sin, according to the kind of thing that is done. It must be observed, however, that when ingratitude arises from a mortal sin, it has the perfect character of ingratitude, and when it arises from venial sin, it has the imperfect character. Reply to Objection 1. By committing a venial sin, one is not ungrateful to God to the extent of incurring the guilt of perfect ingratitude. But there is something of ingratitude in a venial sin, insofar as it removes a virtuous act of obedience to God. Reply to Objection 2. When ingratitude is a venial sin, it is not contrary to, but beside charity since it does not destroy the habit of charity, but excludes some act thereof. Reply to Objection 3. Seneca also says, in On Benefits 7, When we say that a man after conferring a favor should forget about it, it is a mistake to suppose that we mean him to shake off the recollection of a thing so very praiseworthy. When we say he must not remember it, we mean that he must not publish it abroad and boast about it. Reply to Objection 4. He that is unaware of a favor conferred on him is not ungrateful if he fails to repay it, provided he be prepared to do so if he knew. It is nevertheless commendable at times that the object of a favor should remain in ignorance of it, both in order to avoid vainglory as when blessed Nicholas threw gold into a house secretly, wishing to avoid popularity, 
and because the kindness is all the greater through the benefactor wishing not to shame the person on whom he is conferring the favor fourth article whether favors should be withheld from the ungrateful objection one it seems that favors should be withheld from the ungrateful for it is written in wisdom sixteen twenty nine the hope of the unthankful shall melt away as the winter's ice but this hope would not melt away unless favors were withheld from him therefore favors should be withheld from the ungrateful objection to further no one should afford another an occasion of committing sin but the ungrateful and receiving a favor is given an occasion of ingratitude therefore favors should not be bestowed on the ungrateful objection three further by what things a man sinneth by the same also he is tormented according to wisdom eleven seventeen now he that is ungrateful when he receives a favor sins against the favor therefore he should be deprived of the favor on the contrary it is written in luke six verse thirty five that the highest is kind to the unthankful and to the evil now we should prove ourselves his children by imitating him according to luke six verse thirty six therefore we should not withhold favors from the ungrateful i answer that there are two points to be considered with regard to an ungrateful person the first is what he deserves to suffer and thus it is certain that he deserves to be deprived of our favor the second is what ought his benefactor to do for in the first place he should not easily judge him to be ungrateful since as seneca remarks in on benefits three a man is often grateful although he repays not because perhaps he has not the means or the opportunity of repaying secondly he should be inclined to turn his ungratefulness into gratitude and if he does not achieve this by being kind to him once he may by being so a second time if however the more he repeats his favors the more ungrateful and evil the other becomes he should cease from bestowing his favors upon him reply to objection one the passage quoted speaks of what the ungrateful man deserves to suffer reply to objection to he that bestows a favor on an ungrateful person affords him an occasion not of sin but of gratitude and love and if the recipient takes therefrom an occasion of ingratitude this is not to be imputed to the bestower reply to objection three he that bestows a favor must not at once act the part of a punisher of ingratitude but rather that of a kindly physician by healing the ingratitude with repeated favors end of question one hundred and seven read by michael shane craig lambert l c